0: Hi everyone, you're listening to PR Hangover, a bi-weekly public relations podcast and talk show hosted by Grand Valley State University's PRSSA chapter, and me, Hunter Buren. Sit back, relax, grab a cup of coffee, and enjoy the show. Thanks for listening! Hi everyone, welcome to the PR Hangover podcast today. Today we have Julie Lankus and Julie, why don't you introduce yourself?
1: Hi, I'm Julie Lankus. I am owner, principal, creative director of Box Boom Creative. Uh, We are a brand strategy lab, which means we build strong brands, but we really start with research Um, and then we really get into strategy and then we do branding after that. So we, while we're graphic designers by trade, we really, that's sort of step four or five in the process of really building a strong brand. Once the brand is built, then we come up with really strategic and clever ways to convey that brand and get the message across to the people that they're trying to attract. So their target audience.
0: Interesting. So let's just jump right into it. Why, um... Do you think having a strong brand is so important for the success of a company?
1: It's, I mean, branding is everything and it's sort of um, this thing that you notice, but you don't notice. So it's sort of this abstract thing, but it's really, it's the suit you wear to your first job interview. You know, it's, it's that first impression that you make, but you're not even able to be in the room necessarily when that person Walks in the door or has that experience. Uh, Walmart and Target, great example. They're pretty much the same store, but they feel wildly different. That's branding. You know, you would go into a bar and pay three dollars or seven dollars for the same exact beer, depending on the room. Mm -hmm. That's branding. So um, it's just really, really important. It's it sets the expectations of your customers. Um, it sets. It helps you set your price point. It really st- tells your story and it gives people, consumers, a reason to hire you, bring you in, go to your restaurant, go to your store. It yeah. really just like creates that bond with them if they really relate to, you know, it's, it's that thing that pulls them in time and again.
0: Mm-hmm. So speaking on great branding techniques, mm-hmm. Are there a few huge companies that really stick out to you?
1: I mean, Target has a beautiful brand, and they yeah. do a really great job of infusing it down to, you know, the aisle talkers and the bathrooms and just everything. Uh-huh. You, know, you know you're know you in a Target. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think locally, I mean, Herman Miller has a really strong brand. They've done a really good job of really owning their brand and maintaining it um, and making sure that, you know, everything's always consistent, everything you see from them Um you know it's Herman Miller I think a big piece of branding is consistency Mm -hmm. Um, not only is it beautiful but it's the same everywhere so um, I think that's kind of a really strong brand too and then um, one thing that I'm kind of excited about um, and if you're playing this down the road two years in the future this is gonna be old news but there's a new market that Meyer is opening right over here. Oh, and their Meyer I think has done a really good job of creating consistent branding everywhere and this market is getting away from that and it's going to be its own entity. And I think that'll be a really interesting branding study to see how when they sort of let go of that strong Meyer brand, how mm-hmm. different it will feel because that's what they're trying to create is a different look and feel and experience. So yeah. Um, but yeah, so those are just a couple off the cuff examples of people that have done it really, really well.
0: Yeah, because speaking on Meyer and, like, having such a strong brand, I think it's important to have that strong brand, but also to, like, still trying to innovate and still try mm-hmm. to create new things. It's So where do you think that line is between, like, keeping your brain, brand in the mind of people and still being able to innovate?
1: Well, I mean, I think a great example of that is, like, Taco Bell, right? If oh, they were yeah. running the same ads that they were running when I was in college, which was a few years ago, you'd be bored with it, right? So they have to, I see it as sort of freshening their brand, but it's still that same core message. And that everything you see from Taco Bell right now is very consistent across the board currently. And it will probably be consistent across the board currently for a little while. And then a year or two, I think a lot of companies really will launch stuff sort of at Super Bowl. So that may wildly change in, like, Mm -hmm. just a couple weeks. But, um, yeah, you'll just sort of see, like, boom, they have a new whole thing. It's a new idea. But it's still Taco Bell. You know, you still have a real good firm understanding that, like, it's still the same stuff yeah. <laughs> that you're eating. It's just a new look and feel, and they're just trying to get your attention. Yeah,
0: because so. I know right now one of the main things they're doing is all those $5 boxes. Mm-hmm. They have, like, one specialty item, mm-hmm. and they've cycled through that for probably the la- at least the last year. Okay. So it'll be interesting to see what where they take that.
1: Yeah, and I know they're really pushing the breakfast agenda. We'll kind of see oh, yeah, if that sticks I around. Yeah. And I haven't had Taco Bell in years, but... Um, yeah, you know, it's just they've did the Yo Kiro Taco Bell with the dog for a while, then mm-hmm. that kind of like ran its course yeah. and then they you know, it used to be run for the border, which probably will not be would not be as well accepted no. now as it was, but at the time it was brilliant, you know, so um so yeah, there's definitely you need to keep it fresh, and you need to give someone like, oh, hey, it's it's a new cool thing that will drive me back to that place I've always gone. But yeah. it just has to feel like the same brand. If Taco Bell started, um, I don't know, offering hot dogs, you'd kind of raise an eyebrow and be yeah. like, ah, they've lost their way a little bit. So mm-hmm. they stay within you know, the talk, Taco Bell arena. Yeah, thing. I
0: think if people start thinking what you're doing is old – then it's already too late to Mm -hmm. change your brand. Mm -hmm. You have to change your brand before people are even tired of what you're doing.
1: Yeah, for sure. And, you know, like if there's – you can look it up. There's evolution of logos, um, and it's always really interesting. And it makes you realize how often brands are actually evolving their logos over time. And you kind of don't really notice. I've noticed recently that – gatorade doesn't even really say gatorade anymore they just go with that little lightning bolt, and it's interesting that never stood alone until just a few years ago but it's not totally different and nike kind of the same thing like the Mm -hmm. swoosh stands alone a lot because that's all they really need um but they've they've been evolving it you know and they constantly sort of are but it's it's sort of a sleight of hand you want to do it in a way where it's not like what yeah. You know, <laughs> so, yeah, it's, a, it's always very interesting. Wendy's is actually a really good example right now. They completely changed oh, their, yeah, for sure. their brand recently, but they did it in a way where you kind of totally, you know, Wendy is still a part of it, but they changed the font and then maybe Wendy will go away. We shall see. Yeah. You know? so it's just interesting to watch.
0: I think it's interesting, like one big company that's stuck out in my mind is Domino's because mm-hmm. they had that huge campaign of just being Domino's, not yes. Domino's Pizza anymore. Mm-hmm. Did I don't, In my mind, I think it was kind of play, it played its course. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you feel about that, but I think they are someone who kind of changed too much, too quickly. They had that whole thing where they destroyed all their stores yeah. and they completely they do pizza still but they do so much other things which i think is important to focus on but Uh in my opinion at least the way they went about it was kind of they should have slowly implemented that
1: well i guess it depends i mean i would want to know and this is sort of where my research brain turns on immediately is who are they going after because Mm -hmm. i think you know they are cheap pizza yeah so maybe you're already in (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't but maybe they're trying to go convincing. after because I actually and I just really like the art direction of those commercials. I oh, think yeah, like the I music that, that they chose was really solid, and I think the voiceover they chose was really like just those two elements were really cool for those ads. Mm-hmm. But I do wonder if they're going after someone that's not afraid to spend twenty five dollars on a pizza, yeah or families. Because, yeah, general. something yeah. that's maybe like, you know what, we are not this like. Cheap drive-through four-dollar pizza thing that we've always kind of been known for. I don't know what menu items they've added. I haven't had Domino's in a while. I worked there
0: once a long time ago. (laughs) I'm not gonna say anything about working there, but yeah, they do have a lot of different items. So like, maybe you're yeah.
1: right. Maybe they're going with more of the inexpensive family option where yeah. you can also get a salad and some wings that, you know, like make more of like a family dinner out of it than like college boxes of pies. Yeah. Who has, can we scrape together $15? Yeah, maybe that was the whole purpose. Not. Yeah. Right. So, um, so yeah, I would want to know kind of what they're going after because I would say me, who is not in the college set anymore, that I was like, oh, wow, good for them. They're, like, cleaning it up, you know? I kind of think of them as, like, sticky floors and, like, Mm -hmm. you know, just kind of, like, you don't want to be there, and it's a bunch of young kids, and the radio's playing. It's kind of dirty. Everyone, you know, like, I don't know. So... I guess they're trying to clean up their act to sort of attract maybe like an older audience to try and raise their price point yeah i get that so
0: but so that kind of transitions we're doing a new thing on the podcast where we have people off twitter ask questions mm-hmm. so brie olson our president on twitter had a really good question she said how do you rebrand for millennials your company in a way that doesn't lose your older audience in the process
1: mm-hmm. um I mean, just speaking for brand itself as in a logo, Uh
0: um,
1: I do think that's pretty tough to do. You want to maybe play it safe, but logos can't. It should probably play it safe unless it's something that changes a lot. Like if you're a wedding photographer, you can get away with changing your brand all the time. But if you're you know, sort of a substantial brand that needs to stick around for a while, you want to sort of land in that happy medium. I think the way... You can take your brand and speak to different target audiences is through the vehicles that you send that message in Mm -hmm. so I would say for Millennials you've got yourself a digital program you know you've got um, figure out where the people you want to talk to are and then put that message on snapchat in a younger fresher kind of voice yeah but then like I'm not really going to see stuff on Snapchat. Like, if I didn't have this job, uh, I would never look at Snapchat. Yeah, yeah. So your secret is safe from me, right? So you can kind of be that younger voice there, but then maybe do, I don't know, billboards or something. There are a little bit more of a neutral tone that it works. It's the same idea with what you put on Snapchat, but it's a more general tone that, you know, it's it's sort of your... um. Christmas, Thanksgiving dinner voice that you put on. You can kind of say, you know, I love um, skiing to your friends, Mm -hmm. and you can say, I love skiing to your family, but the delivery might just be a little bit different. Like, you go to your friends and might be like, you know what I love, man? (laughs) We should go skiing. And to your parents, you're like, I would love to go skiing. We should go on a vacation. You should take me to Vail. You know? Uh So it's sort of the same message. It's just where you are in the vehicle, and that's sort of for us, back to our business model, once we build that brand, then we figure out those smart vehicles to reach the target audience, and often they are sort of split, and they have different voices, but you're carrying the same message yeah does that make sense yeah
0: I I never really thought of it that way Mm -hmm. like if you're trying to reach a new audience you should for sure go into these new mediums but that doesn't mean you should completely abandon Mm -hmm. old mediums because they're Many times, still working mm-hmm. to create to bring in those people,
1: yeah, for sure. And so, you know, and that depends on budget as well, yeah, <laughs> of for course. Sure. But yeah, I think you know, different people are looking at different things, so uh-huh. it's really figuring out where they are and then adjusting. You know, brand isn't just logo, it's sort of the whole entire idea, and so, yeah. um, so yeah, so I think that's sort of your answer is the where,
0: yeah. So what are some of the main problems you think companies run into while thinking about their brand and kind of trying to convey their brand to customers?
1: I think um, the main problem is self-awareness. And it's just really hard to be self-aware. And I think we talked about this a little bit in class too, is that it's really hard to write your own resume. Yeah. A, because... I'm so in it that it's hard to kind of explain it Uh but B because I think I'm doing 8 million things so well and you just have to hear about all of them and you are like I don't have the time for that just tell me like the thing you do and so I can move on so I really think I I get a lot of customers that are super super enthusiastic about that thing they do Mm -hmm. and that's super super great but what's the thing that the people that you want to attract understand about it um we get into some highly technical stuff too we've worked for a couple engineering firms and dow automotive and a couple you know there's some like really technical detailed things yeah and our biggest challenge is to sort of speak to these engineers and say that's great and all that you have a 275873c and you've evolved it to the 73d over the last year but People don't understand that. So. Yeah. <laughs> so we need a really simple way to tell the story to the people that are trying to get information about you. So, um, so I just think a simple self-awareness, but then also awareness of what their target audience kind of understands and how to speak to them. And so that's a big puzzle piece that we put together for every single client, every single mm-hmm. project. That's a small business. That's a big business. Um, We have a couple people we're working with right now that are really small, and it's just... Yeah, they just don't really have a good understanding of who they're talking to yet. Yeah. They know, like, kind of in their gut, but it's really hard to sort of put it on paper. And so we really pull that out of them, but then really figure out, too, you know, like, your overkill. You ever have someone that's, like, super excited about this oh. super specific thing, and they tell you yeah, about it, and like, sure. I have no idea what you're saying That's me. <laughs> me half the time, too, yeah. Yeah, and we all kind of do it, uh-huh. and so imagine you're, you know, a 2,000-employee company, and everyone's like, this is what we do, this is what we do. I mean, it's just oh, complete gosh. brand yeah. confusion, so... We go in and we do workshops, we do surveys, we do research, and we figure out, like, here's what you do. It's this one thing that encompasses everything, Mm -hmm. and then build branding from there. So, I really just think it's a self-awareness, but with the, you know, none of us are very self-aware. I think the work Mm -hmm. that we do is impossible to do internally, really. Yeah. Um, We hired out someone to write our own website because... If I write my own website, it'll be like, ooh, and this is important. Ooh, and this is important. Ooh, mm-hmm. <laughs> this yeah. is important. And so... And
0: then it's just 50 pages. Yeah!
1: Yeah, because I'm excited and I yeah. love all this stuff. And so, um, so yeah, I think that's the biggest problem. And then just trying to do it themselves where, you know, we're like, yeah, I can write this. And taking the time to write that 50-page thing.
0: Uh-huh.
1: You know, it's the bottom of the list for two years. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, I think it's interesting that you said you work with a lot of technical companies mm-hmm. because your company, Box Boom, prides itself on kind of blowing up the box, mm-hmm. as you say, on your website, that many revolve their thinking around. Why do you think that this was something that you wanted to work on and kind of portray with your company mm-hmm. and work on with your clients?
1: Well, I think. You know, our, some thinking, our tagline, which is evolving, but is some thinking is inside the box and something is outside the box. We just took the box and blew it up. The thinking behind yeah. that is, there's a lot of companies that play it safe and they make a lot of really safe work. Um, that is like mildly effective, but you know, it's effective, but maybe not the most memorable thing you've ever seen mm-hmm. in the world. And sometimes that stuff is really effective. Sometimes it's mildly effective. Then there's other companies just in the world um, that just do, like, hyper, 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 hyper creative stuff. Yeah. And that's super cool, too. And sometimes it's effective and sometimes it's not. And so...
0: Sometimes it's just wasted money.
1: Right. And so we really... We really drive, we're people driven. I really want to do right by my customers and clients. You know, they become friends and I really believe in their businesses and you know, I just want to see them succeed. So if it's doing something really safe, that's effective, that isn't going to win us awards and isn't going to get much attention from the public, let's do it because this is going to work for you and this is going to grow your business if we can come up with some kind of totally out of the box, like, you know what? We're not going to do anything in print. We're going to do a big slam and event and we're going to make it super hyper functional. And it's going to be, um, you know, all these bells, bells and whistles, but it's going to make a huge splash. Then let's do that. So we really, we pride ourselves on looking at both sides of the coin and really, you know, do you just need something simple? Then let's just do a simple thing. Mm -hmm. We find ourselves talking clients sort of, out of wanting to do crazy ideas when something like really simple is going to work um, and vice versa. So yeah, I think the whole purpose is we don't always go outside of the box. We don't always stay inside the box. We just do work that makes sense. That and makes- that's, you know like. That's where we want to kind of land every time.
0: Yeah, that's honestly like one of the most clear-headed things I've <laughs> heard someone in PR and advertising.
1: Yeah, show. you know, we don't chase awards, although we won three Addies this year. Yeah, that's <laughs> a <to> brag. <laughs> Woo! Um, but, you know, that's just, I think there's a fine line and sort of, I see a lot of agencies just across the country that sort of fall on one side or the other. And mm-hmm. I really, I think it's just, we just want to do stuff that works and is effective and... You know, for us, the biggest win is to watch a company grow yeah, and have it work.
0: Yeah. So I really like one of the things that you say on your website. You say, have a business problem. Don't even know what the heck your business problem is. You've come to the right place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I Is a client not knowing what they need help with a common occurrence? And if so, how do you find ways to help them?
1: Um, 90% of the time, yeah. Um, yeah. They... They, we get a lot of people that come and say, we need a website. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I say is, well, what do you want to put on it? Because yeah. <laughs> you don't have a brand message. And so most of the work that we get come starts there. We need a flyer. I say, why? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, because we were told we needed flyers. And I was like, well, let's sort of think about that mm-hmm. um marketing is hard and i think it's in that category like diy for whatever reason oh yeah you know i think companies feel like oh well we can just do it ourselves and but there's actually a lot of really deep strategic thinking that's involved that you kind of need to know what you're doing and so yeah. so yeah we just we get a lot of like really cute ideas from clients Uh and they're like, yeah, but (laughs) we should probably do this first Mm -hmm. and then we'll do that. And then when we come out the other side, we'll kind of see what we need to do from there. And Mm -hmm. so, um, yeah, I just, I think, you know, we bring along an expertise that really, I don't know, gets everything, you know, cleans up the brand, creates a core message, sort of gets the roots firmly planted before we start to make all these vehicles and things so yeah one of the biggest questions we're asked is we need a website and it's like yeah but you yeah. don't have anything to put on it so mm-hmm. let's make you some stuff to put on it and then we'll make you a website if we think you still need one yeah so
0: <laughs> yeah because i'm i'm huge into diy as you can see this whole setup is a, is all just me <laughs> on my laptop sure. podcasting mm-hmm. with people but at the same time, there's a lot of things that you can't do by yourself or maybe you can do it by yourself, but that's not the best option. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of people, even though in, in our society today it's important to do things by yourself and not to just outsource everything. Sure, sure sure. Yeah. I think it's important also to get a second opinion. As you said, self-reflection is Extremely difficult Mm -hmm. in your personality and in your brand. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I think it's really important to hire someone like Mm -hmm. your firm
1: Well, and things that we do too is that we are a real like I really like to teach my clients to fish so Mm -hmm. We what we end up making is a lot of like brand toolkits and give them all the assets so we create the logo and the design and the branding and copy Well, that copy, you can copy and paste it, and you can put it on your social media, and you can put it on your website, you can put it in a little brochure, or you could make it into a flyer. We really set our clients up where they don't need to call us for every little, like, flyer or promotion or thing. I mean, if they need help, absolutely. But yeah, I agree. So for us, we really get in there and clean house and rearrange the kitchen and make something beautiful, and then we leave. Uh And then hopefully they grow a little bit and come back and they need to evolve or add something to it or whatever. But um, we do have some long-standing relationships with clients um, that need stuff year-round. But a lot of the stuff we do is we kind of set it and forget it. And, like, here's your stuff. It's really smart. It's going to last you the next three years of your life. And, like, let us know how things are going. So it's not necessarily hiring someone for life. Yeah. It's really hiring someone to clean it up and then you're set to move on yourself and DIY uh-huh. from there. Yeah. In a good, clear, consistent, the thinking's done for you kind of way. Yeah. So yeah.
0: Yeah. So you've been running um, Box Boom for about six years now. What do you? What are some of the most important things that you've learned over that period of time? I, was... I know you've changed a lot. You've actually hired a few people now. Uh huh. So it's been different. I, I would assume every year for you. Oh, right? yeah, for sure. So for what sure. are some of the main things that you've really seen?
1: Um, I would say one of the big lessons I've learned probably is taking on clients when they're ready. Mm-hmm. Um, in that a lot of people say we need marketing, we need marketing, we need marketing, but they're not really ready to actually do it yet and throw the money at it and like take the time to pause and like fix things and then move on. So... That's a big thing that I have a lot of conversations, but now I'm better at pinpointing, like, no, these people are actually ready to make some change. And you have to yeah. be ready to make change. To You know, it's like going on a diet, kind of. Like, you have to be really on board with it to do it. Yeah. You know, so... You
0: have to have a company before you can even make right. changes to that. Company. Right.
1: So, um, yeah, I think... That's been a really, like, big thing that I'm trying to push and just really try to meet clients when they're ready and get them to a point. Like, give them a really good understanding of what's going to happen and have them be ready. Um, another thing that I've learned is that building sort of your tribe and network is really, really important. Um, mm-hmm. I have a lot of people that I love collaborating with, and it's great to, you know, have a client that... Um, you know, it would be really great for them as video. Let's make some videos. And I'm, I have a video person that yeah. I can call that I really love collaborating with. And I call and say, hey, I have a project. And they're like, hooray. And then we uh-huh. <laughs> get together and then we talk about the project and then we get to work together for the next few months of our lives. And it's really, really fun. And so I think creating that network work of people that can, you know, your talent sort of, walk side by side but they do this one special thing has Mm -hmm. allowed us to get our hands into some really cool stuff that we have no business having our hands in yeah we just did um a trade show booth for um ces in vegas this year and um the thing is way cooler than i could have ever done alone and it's this Uh 10 by 20 booth and it's fully integrated but then like there's a virtual reality driving experience and in it and i have no idea how to do it and i worked with a company that knows how to do it and we got to collaborate on it and sort of tell the story together and it makes the thing that i was hired to make way cooler than what i could have done alone and it's just fun um I would say having, you know, on the same coin, like supporters and other business owners in my network that we can go grab a drink and be like, this is hard, right? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> right? Like every day is hard? Yeah, every day yeah. Is hard. Okay, great. <laughs> okay, I'm not alone. So, um, and just, you know, I think one of the lessons that I've probably learned along the way is that everyone's just kind of out here figuring it out and doing the best uh-huh. they can hopefully um and so yeah that's kind of having a tribe of people around you that are just figuring it out and doing the best they can too is really really valuable so. yeah
0: speaking on that like i'm part of prssa mm-hmm. and i feel the exact same mm-hmm. way like we get together and we're like oh this is how it is and we figure it out together which yes. is I totally super important yeah. i wouldn't be here right now if I wasn't part of that club Mm -hmm. so I think it's super important to get involved with people in your profession Mm
1: -hmm. yeah and just you know just to have those other business owners and friends that you know owning a business is very different than working somewhere and so it's just you kind of have two jobs you run the business and you work in the business so Uh so yeah just and you know I I have the ability in a meeting to say we can totally do that and Mm -hmm. then run out to my car and make some phone calls on the way back to the office and generally by the time I get back to the office I kind of have a plan in place because I have people that I can call and say okay do you know how to do something like this? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Because I think it'd be really cool and I think we can figure it out and they're like yeah let's do it and Mm -hmm. it seems to work out if you have the right people around you it seems to work out every time so oh yeah Um, and then yeah I think the other thing is just pushing the work I would say for anybody is that your first five ideas are good ish but if Mm -hmm. you really push yourself to get to idea 25 it's always better Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's something that due to time, due to workload, due to things like that. I'm sure as a student, it's sort of the same deal. Yeah. Is that you, okay, how are we going to solve this problem? Uh, okay, I have an idea. Okay, I have an idea. Okay, I have an idea. All right, let's do that. Mm-hmm. I think if you keep pushing and spend that extra hour mm-hmm. to really evolve past it, that's where sort of the gold is. And that's where the good, like the really interesting ideas are. And there've been a couple projects that I've worked on that, actually that trade show booth, it was just gonna be like a cool booth. Uh And we actually paused, and I think we did like a two hour brainstorming session just on the booth. Like, what can we say? And it's for an engineering firm. And we came up with the idea to make sort of an engineer's playground. And it just retooled the entire booth and it created, we created these kiosks where they could touch and play with the, um, the things that they make. Yeah. And there's interactive surface tablets and you can touch and then play and sort of drive a car. And, and then we came up with the theme um, Futurologists that play. Which is just this bigger idea to bring in engineers and people. Because engineers, like, they really love their little toys and their little hookies And, uh-huh. like, you move this wire and they're super excited about it. Yeah. And, um, so we just really want to create a space for them. Rather than just, like, a logo on a backdrop and, like, a bunch of products around. Mm-hmm. And it just changed everything. But it took that two-hour close-the-door, four-of-us-in-the-room session to get there. So I think that's something that in time I'm just trying to never lose and always sort of carve out that time to really push ideas further.
0: Yeah, for sure. So. Well, um, is there anything else you'd like to leave us with?
1: Um, work hard, it will always pay off. Uh huh. And good luck getting jobs. Uh, College was super, super fun. I'm trying to remember back to like (laughs) Uh 22 year old me and just how sort of fun, terrifying, crippling, exciting everything is. And I, I think if you work really, really hard and push your work and don't be afraid to like roll up your sleeves and like do some really great work, that'll serve you for the rest of your life, and I think that's something that right around your age, I was sort of, I don't know, figuring out, so, um, and yeah, and I think for me, I really want everyone to stay local, and I think the more creative Grand Rapids is seen as, the more benefit uh-huh. It benefits me and everybody in yeah. it. So, um, find jobs in Grand Rapids and stay here and push the agenda and make it great. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, uh, where can we check out your company on social media on the internet?
1: Yeah, we're creative dot com. Um, Boxboom Creative everywhere, pretty okay. much. Um, hashtag no boxes. And um, you know, feel free to reach out to me too i love you know i'm always happy to do speak speaking engagements or anything like that but Mm -hmm. yeah please follow us and um you know we've got some really cool stuff coming out and um we need to get better at social media so you guys really push us to do that i Mm -hmm. always appreciate it so all
0: right well thank you so much yeah
1: thanks for having me
0: thanks for listening Hope you enjoyed the podcast and make sure to tune in next time for GBSU's PR Hangover with Hunter Buren. Bye!